Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matt, we are talking about possibly the longest title in Al's catalog. Let me stop you right there. Confirmed. Yeah. The longest title. There we go. Of any of Al's songs. Uh, The Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters from a Planet Near Mars. Potentially Neptune. Who knows? Well, I, I, I think it's, I mean, we have to assume it's Earth, right? Yeah. I guess that's true. There's the, there, the nearest planet to Mars is definitely Earth, unless there's some planet Al knows about that we don't, because the distance from Mars to Jupiter is really far, right? Isn't there an asteroid belt between them? I'm really going that's back right. to my yeah. I'm going back to my schooling right now. Man, hey guys, I need to go to a planetarium and remind myself about this stuff. Not to brag, but I did go to public school. <laughs> Matt, I'm going to tell you something right now. I can't believe we're already on this tangent. We haven't even talked about the song. Have you, I have had this experience on three different occasions in the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. Part of me wants to just go sit in a planetarium like it was high school and just like, I feel like I would appreciate the planetarium experience more as an adult than I did as a kid. I, I, let me tell you something. You will. As someone who has been to a planetarium, (laughs) not super recently, but fairly recently, I'm actually very lucky. One of my oldest friends from uh, that uh, uh, public school I was talking about. Um, She now works at the Museum of Natural History in New York City. And so anytime I want to go there, she's able to get me in and get me those those like passes and stuff. And the planetarium, the planetarium experience is amazing. Kid or adult. I I don't know. I I don't know how you could sit there and, and watch those shows or learn about the scale of the solar system. And the galaxy, I should. The I'm gonna, I'm gonna campaign it's, it's for this. That my my high school had a planetarium in it, mm-hmm. um, and I think Mine I should too, really, actually. I should campaign maybe for when they need to raise funds. Hey, have an adults only planetarium night. I'd pay I mean, ten dollars. There I, you like, go. That's a great idea, man. The, oh, I wish I could remember his name. The guy who ran the planetarium in my town was incredible, and he came to school every day wearing a Star Trek shirt. Oh, that's pretty oh dope. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm so sad I cannot remember his name because he deserves to be recognized. He was just one of those teachers who was amazing. And honestly, they uh, mo- it was mostly field trips, you know, when you're younger. But he did have a um, an astronomy class that I did not take because it was just not – it wasn't something I was going to use. But, boy, I, I now wish that I – I had because oh, yeah. it turns out I didn't use anything that I learned in school. Yeah, <laughs> I might as same. well take an astronomy. 
insane. <laughs> uh, so this one was recorded during the fifth recording session for the album, which was held on May 24th. Uh, 1989. So I know that we don't dive too much in the recording session stuff, but this is very interesting because it kind of ties to something that you had predicted earlier. Okay. So session one on this album was money for nothing. That was it. Sure. Makes sense. Session two was UHF and let me be your hog. <laughs> okay. Sessions three was session three was Fun Zone and Gandhi two, and session four was just Spatula City. Wow. Three months later, they went in for sessions five and six to record all of the other songs on this album. So I think your theory that they looked at what they had and said, "This is not enough. <laughs> we need, we need more." Yeah, um, it, the album, uh, the movie is just not. Uh, it's not a musical movie for a movie. I know, made by which a is musician. odd. You you <laughs> like, think? I mean, maybe the studio thought they were like, "Oh, he's going to just make a, a music." Like, there's going to be plenty of music, and Al just did not make that. So, so yeah, they had no choice. They had to bulk it out if they wanted to release a soundtrack. They did not have enough content, and it's a shame because yeah. So based on that, because I was going to ask, I didn't know for sure. I don't think there was ever a scenario where this was going to be in the film because no. boy does this seem like a setup for a, a bit it does so so i mean the name is very self-explanatory it's a rock song about a number of mutated hamsters terrorizing earth first off googled the lyrics for this google came through in a big way for me because uh, it listed the genre as electro pop which <laughs> sure <laughs> Um, I, you know but, what? I, I don't know. Google. I, yeah. Google's attempting Google. to get genres is really not. AI is not that good, you guys. Don't worry. No, it's a real struggle. <laughs> um, this song, I'm not sure about you, but this song reminds me a lot of a weird hybrid of slime creatures from outer space mixed with stuck in a closet with Vanna White. Like it has a very similar like this is just Al doing a generic rock song vibe Mus yeah musically absolutely and then i would also just throw in it also definitely sits very comfortably with something like nature trail to hell yeah this is a this is him a little like pitch in song form for a larger idea for a film for a series whatever it is this is his like quick pitch to the execs <laughs> what do you think of my idea so you've got a better ear for stuff than me in this sense is there a theremin in this chorus, or is that a synthesizer set to sound like a theremin? Because I didn't see theremin anywhere on the personnel. You know, Steve album. J did not allow them to borrow his theremin this time. Yeah. He was like, last time it was had dent on the corner. I so no way. Thing, um, this thing ain't cheap. <laughs> there are no there are no theremins credited. It does yeah. sound like it could be a theremin, but at this point, it might have just been a synthesizer sound that they dialed up to. Uh, to uh, emulate the sound of a theremin. I mean, a theremin is just classic sci-fi sound effect. You know, it's it's one on one if you're going to do a extraterrestrial themed tone. So, uh, but again, it's not credited. I don't know. Maybe they just maybe um, Steve didn't feel like it needed to be credited this time. Yeah. I don't know. So, so another weird thing to think about with this album. Also, weirdalfandom.com lists this song. They always try to compare it to something. And it listed this as a style parody uh, of the B-52s, which, like, 
Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. I, I, I was going to say, I wrote it down. I looked it up on the old, uh, it's one of the old Weird Al forums, and uh, Bermuda Schwartz confirmed that this is not a style parody of anything. Yeah. This is this just, is just an original song. song. Yep. You told me something interesting the last time I saw you in person, which is that this is uh, this is Alexander Hamilton himself, Lin Manuel Miranda's favorite Weird Al song potentially. He said, uh, I don't, I don't know if he specifically said it was his all time favorite, but there is a great clip of Al on uh, Jimmy Fallon, and the two guests are Al and Lin Manuel Miranda, and Al is announcing the Vanity Tour. And talking about what it's going to be. And Lynn gets so excited and looks at him. He was like, we're going to be playing all originals. And Lynn is like, like Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters from a planet near Mars. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I like that. And you can tell he has a look on his face like we're definitely not playing that song. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Lynn, that is a... Lynn asked very enthusiastically about this song specifically. And, and you know, a little behind the scenes... I may have emailed Lin-Manuel Miranda's agent to see if he would be interested in talking about the song with us. Uh, I didn't give him a lot of time. It was maybe two, three weeks before our recording session. You know, my understanding is that Lin is an absolute Weird Al uh, fiend. So yes. I think I think that we will. I can't it's imagine possible. a scenario where we can uh, where we, we don't. Uh, if, if Lin wants to talk about Al, I'm sure we can make it happen. Side note. I just checked the liner notes quick, and there's no theremin listed on this track. Okay. I just wanted to put that out there. No theremins, just synthesizers. Okay. So I would love to have Lin-Manuel on this episode for no other reason than, I don't know about you, but this being like your, assumedly your favorite Weird Al song is kind of wild to me. Because <laughs> I think I think this song is, and, and this isn't me being mean, I think this song's kind of mid. Like, <laughs> like, this song is good. Yeah. But there's so many other greats that came before and after it that I'm just like, this is a wild one to be like the one that you're putting your flag in the sand for. So I will say I I like this. I well, maybe I like it more than you based on that. I get the fact. And I don't know if this is I might be projecting too much here, but I, I can appreciate why Lynn would like it as someone who's into theater yeah, because this is a great little bit of theater in a song like this is talk about like a song that gets you some some exposition, tells you a story. I can envision someone delivering this on a stage <laughs> to set the scene of what's actually happening here. Um, it's very musically. It's really well written. I have the chorus to say, is awesome. I think the, cor the chorus does some really cool things. Yeah, the chorus is awesome. There's a great, I love the bridge part of the song that has the dueling sax and guitar solos. Yes. Oh, the horns are doing some other. cool stuff on this too, yeah. Yeah, and it's got the big, way over the top theatrical finale at the end, like the Vegas cabaret, like dun 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 You know, it's got this, uh, it's it's very, very theatrical in the way that it's done. I think this is, I mean, if we're going to, I think this will invite a lot of comparisons to Slime Creatures. Yes. Which is totally fair. I'm, I might like this more than Slime Creatures. See, I definitely don't. See, there you go. There you go. And it's funny because, again, even... Okay, so we're talking about space creatures, but this also, talking about Al's themes, the same general idea of the... Like, it's funny because in slime creatures, uh, the idea is supposed to be that these slime creatures are destroying the planet and everyone is just mildly annoyed at worst. Yeah. At, you know, that's like... And in this one, 
that is not the case. It is a full on battle from the jump. Everyone is fighting these hamsters right away. 921 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. It sounds like one of two things, mm -hmm. right? You can you can pull one of two things from the lyrics of this song, I think. Yep. Um, so like the first verse, he says, They showed up on my doorstep a couple weeks ago. They look so sweet and harmless. Tell me, how was I to know? They got a little too close to the microwave, and to much of and then much to my surprise, they grew to forty thousand times their original size. They started mutating right before my eyes. That does again imply that they are from Earth. They are from Earth. Right? Yes. Because that that the way that that sort tells of. that so, a planet near Mars, they are just Earth hamsters who got a little too close to the microwave, and as happens, that's what, so I was going to say. One of close, two things yeah. happened. Then they either Al is the catalyst for all of this. He is the person who has caused this by letting the hamsters get too close. Totally. But then you get fault. then you get to the chorus. Attack of the radioactive hamsters from a planet near Mars, a race from a distant place. They came in UFOs shaped like Cuban cigars. So yeah. it does imply that they came here, which makes me think that maybe it's actually more the don't feed the plants ending of Little Shop of Horrors, where these perfectly harmless hamsters were unexpectedly dropped on multiple people's doorsteps and made their way to the microwave to enact their intense growth so these are it's a double whammy i i see what you're yeah. saying you might be right about that so they were they were intergalactic hamsters but they were totally yes. fine and they just reacted so poorly to our microwave technology mm -hmm. they just showed up totally peaceful chill happy to be hamsters and then i no, i think that they came i think they came with malicious intent but they oh, were but they like couldn't do anything because they were so yeah, small they're like they knew that the microwave would re, would create their their evilness or so like let's just look cute get into these homes and find our way to the closest microwave and then we can start to grow i wonder how big these cuban cigar shaped ufos actually were um when if the hamsters arrived at small size yeah. how many hamsters fit <laughs> in a single cuban cigar shaped ufo i have to really be careful when i say that they look so sweet and harmless i you know i this is, you're right. We don't have all of the information we need, but let's continue through the lyrics and maybe we'll learn more. Um, right, the so president, I, he's in a panic. The Pentagon, they're in shock. There's a team of research scientists. They got him working around the clock. Now the National Guard is out in my backyard and the Marines will be coming round. I hope they get these lousy rodents out of my town because the property values are going way down. So there is, again, the joke of the world is being destroyed and this guy is most concerned with his property value declining. Also the rhyme of the national guards out in my backyard is just a beautiful rhyme. Like that's just it, very, very well done. Yeah. Very like, well done. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those, uh, I, I forget what the official phrase is, but it's like, it's a rhyme within a different rhyme. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, we got to get MC Lars back on. He could definitely tell us all about that. Yeah, because I, that's like kind of on a standalone with 
panic, shock. So they're rhyming shock to clock and round to town and down. But before all of that is just this quick guard backyard rhyme that just pops in the center of it. It's very... It, right. He does some cool stuff in this song, honestly. Yes, and the he chorus, does, yeah. The chorus has like a... In the middle of the chorus, the entire rhythm of the chorus changes for two lines and then goes back. Yep. Um, I wish I knew some of these uh, fancy terms, but I don't. No, uh, no, you, the, you're, you're saying it exactly right. There's like switches to upbeats. The chorus, um, the form changes. There's a great little moment in there... Um, uh, in the final chorus of the song where he does that, they keep me up at night playing their electric guitars. And then yeah. the guitar takes a little solo, which skips a line. So the lyric form changes like yeah. uh, from a musical perspective. And maybe this is where we're going to differ on this. This is going to be a, a another got a boogie scenario because musically, I think this is brilliant. This is a really, really well constructed song. There's moments in his catalog where I listen to the song. And I'm just like, this is like perfect. Like, I don't I don't think anyone could write a better arrangement of a track like this than what Al has done here. And yeah. I see, I'm looking at, it's funny while we're talking this, I keep looking at my list of original songs and trying to like pinpoint where it's going to land. Yeah. And like right now I'm of the mindset that I like slime creatures better, mm-hmm. but the other song I compared this to stuck in a closet with Vanna white. I like this better than stuck in a closet with Vanna white. So it's going to fall somewhere in between (laughs) those two songs. And now it's just trying to narrow it down between the five songs that exist in between those two of like, what is the spot? Yeah. (laughs) But I, I mean, I, I I know that we try not to reference uh, songs that haven't happened yet, but Mm -hmm. similarly to how I said stuck in a closet with Vanna white, Musically reminds me of she never told me she was a mime. I would say the exact same thing with the music of this. Like it, there is a very specific weird owl rock song sound that he creates on some of these songs that are just like undeniably not style parodies. They're just originals that never does it for me. I don't know what it is. I, I don't Interesting. like the, the sound of those three, these three songs does not like, work for me. I think that this one does the most interesting things out of those three songs. Which yeah. Is probably why I like it the most out of them. Yeah. But this is funny. Cause I don't really think of this as being that similar to something like stuck in a closet or she never told me it's more rocking, but arrangement wise and musically, it actually reminds me more of something like midnight star. I could see that. Um, of like again, it's heavier, so it's got more like electric guitars, and maybe and maybe it's like the glam hair metal elements that are the things that you don't like so much because there's definitely some of that in this song. Yeah, musically the way it's written, it feels to me more like something like Midnight Star. But even compared to that, yeah, this is it's got an epicness to it that reminds me of that song. Even Nature Trail to Hell, I feel like is actually a closer reference to this. Yeah, I just think that you're naming all songs that I think are better. Than this song ultimately, like well, I, I think I've I think I've pinpointed where I want to put it mm-hmm. on my list. Well, I mean I think we still have a few more things to say, but I think I've I think I've landed on a spot now that we've yeah. talked about this. But are, are we supposed to believe? Uh, I'm I'm just gonna yeah, let's analyze the, the lyrics, lyrics here a little bit more here because and again this is it's a, a great pitch because he's not giving us all the information. We're gonna we can develop this together. This is a if, very if Mars this, attacks with hamsters type. Vibe. Very very Mars attacks exactly. I think that uh, I, I are we supposed to believe that the radioactive hamsters are eating people? 
um, he does throw in the um, they're back and they're looking for a snack and they're not that far fond of Burger Kings or salad bars. Yeah. So I think I mean, that he might also mean... says they're going to stomp us into jelly and conquer the world, which makes me think that maybe they are just mutated hamsters just doing hamster things and don't realize that they're killing a bunch of tiny insect like people now underneath their massive paws. Yeah, maybe. Again, I, I'm it's unclear how, how malicious these creatures actually are. And if it's this is just side effects of them, uh, as he says, I love the line, you know, they think the whole stinking world is their exercise wheel. Yeah. Great line. Maybe they're just uh, doing hamster things. But if they were, I don't, I, I mean, I don't believe hamsters are uh, carnivorous, right? So they wouldn't, no, they I wouldn't don't think care so about either. eating people. They What do they eat? Pellets. I mean, he says that they're eating, <laughs> they're eating a telephone pole. You're using a telephone pole to pick their teeth. Right. So that um, checks out. I can imagine them scratching a telephone pole, right? Yeah. To, uh, I mean, and also, the, you know. Look at look at that hamster. He's as big as a blimp, and there's one the size of Central Park. I mean, that's very big. That's a very large hamster, right? That's there. that's bigger. That's bigger than like Cloverfield. Yeah, that's a that's a tremendous uh, that's a tremendous hamster. Now that's 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 really bad. And then again, it points out, uh, don't waste any of any more of your bullets, boys. You know, it just makes them mad when you shoot. Oh, they also glow in the dark. Yeah, which I saw I, again that. part but of the, that radioactivity. Could be the radioactiveness. From yeah, the that's that's just yeah. the microwave side. I don't know. So is this what is this song about? Matt, is this song about how our technology can only lead to our downfall? We've invented this microwave technology, and now look what it's done to us. We've demonized an intergalactic race of vampire uh, of vampires of hamsters. I don't know why I went to vampires. Um, I would say more likely than not, right? Uh, it's just a song that Al wrote really quickly because he needed more <laughs> songs for the UHF soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he didn't think it through. That maybe he didn't put in the I want a new duck levels of research on this, and he just yeah, was no. like, "We're gonna just come up with something fun." It does I, again. It's it, it feels like something same, that would be viewed on U twenty sixty two. It absolutely does, and that's kind of the shame of it. Is I wish there was some version. Like, can't you just envision Al, like in the context of UHF, trying to make a monster movie using actual hamsters and doing the old school shots of like maybe, you know, maybe if you remember our commentary track episode, mm. uh, Raul's Animal Kingdom was supposed to be a much bigger plot in the movie, but the maybe. actor unfortunately passed away while they that's were making right. the movie. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe God, he I hired mean, Raul services to part, make a giant hamster movie. I, I I so wish that there was we had a version of this where we could see. I, I I don't know. I just really feel like this must have been a sketch idea at some point in time. And maybe they just couldn't pull it off. But the idea of them at the UHF station trying to make their low budget uh, hamster horror movie um you know, using the terrible like old school effects of like putting like a gecko in a room or like a little lizard in a room with people so and making it look like a monster. Up, let me ask you this question. Yes. Because you and I love a lot of the same things. Do you have a favorite 1950s forced perspective giant animal movie? You know, I I'm sad to say that I really don't. I, I, I that's a world that I have only really seen from the sidelines. And I've never, as much as I love horror and I love a lot of that stuff, I've never gone into that very, very old sci-fi side of it. Um, and it's been like something I've wanted to do for a long time, but I've never actually, you have a recommendation for me, Matt? Uh, I mean, the deadly mantis is an absolute blast. For See, me. I've, I, I'm familiar with that by name, but I've never seen it. 
Yeah, Deadly Mantis uh, Scream Factory put it out on Blu-ray, and I was so thrilled. I don't think I've, I don't they. I used to get review copies of their stuff in the mail, and they sent me that and Tarantula on the same day. And I don't think I've ever ripped the cellophane <laughs> off of a Blu-ray and popped it into my player quicker than like those two things showing up at my doorstep. I, I, was just ha- like, I have oh a, my God. a good yes. friend of mine collects a lot of the Scream Factory stuff, and I'm going to bet anything that he has that sitting at home right now. So I'm going to have to grab those. They're borrow fun. That. And you yeah, know what's yeah, great yeah. about them? They're like 70 minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> like, there you go. You- and and again, clearly, like as we've seen before with all of these things, this is obviously a big influence on Young Al. Mm-hmm. And this is this song is just another example of Al taking these things, these sort of niche, culty uh, pop culture moments that he loves and bringing them back into the world in the form of, of these songs. And yes. I always love that. I feel like this is a song that shows us a lot about who Al is, his personality, what he likes himself, and he's just putting it out there um, regardless of it being not you know, popular at the time. Yeah, uh, so I've, I've picked my spot. I've made my decision. You've made your decision. Okay. Um, I think it's still... I, I think this is perfectly in the middle for me. Uh, so I've put it in between Mr. Popeil and Velvet Elvis. Um, so it's above, she. Uh, like I said, I was going to do, it's above Stuck in a Closet with Vanna White, but it's still below Slime Creatures from Outer Space. That bass line in Slime Creatures from Outer Space alone does a lot of heavy lifting for me. Um, oh, don't, you know, believe me. I'm right there with you on that Slime Creatures baseline. That is that is epic. Um, but how about you? you you're, you're a bigger fan of this than me, clearly. I, I am. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to put it higher than you, but not a tremendous amount higher. I'm going to put it, I am putting it above Slime Creatures, but it occupies a similar space for me. So I'm going to put it, you know, yeah, I, I'm, obviously we're not changing <laughs> <laughs> this about our show now, but a part of me sincerely wishes that um, we separated best original song. We separated true originals and style parodies because I'm now starting to have the thing of like, it's a challenge. For, like I'm so impressed when he does a great style parody that that like has a weight to it. That's different for me than other things he's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I think we also anticipated there was less true originals than there actually are. Like in my mind, I would have been like, "Yeah, there's like Midnight Star and maybe one other song." Yeah, no, uh, I think I think that there are a good few uh, true originals. Uh, having said that, I'm going to put this. Um, I also think we're nearing. While you're looking at that, I think we're nearing the point where the true originals become less and less frequent. Like mm-hmm. by the time you get to like Bad Hair Day, it is just. Parody style, parody, parody style, parody. parody. It's true. Like, so it's I, true. I yeah, think... no, he definitely gets more into that as it goes on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put it, you know what, because it just makes sense to me. I'm going to put it right above Slime Creatures. Oh. So for me, that puts it above Slime Creatures and just below This Is The Life. Right. I think that that's fair. I think that's a fair spot. I considered putting it above This Is The Life, but as we all know, I am a strong defender of that song even though you have it ranked way higher than me i guess the music video is the yeah, thing you that put I... the music video absurdly high well the music for... video is great it's movie clips i'm such a huge johnny dangerously fan you know i gotta <laughs> i gotta get my movie. fix i'm a bigger fan of johnny dangerously than i know you are i didn't really like the movie that much but <laughs> i love the video i don't know why the video i find so charming um yeah yeah well anyway that's 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 where that that goes i i really do think this is a great i'm i'm on team lynn 
on this song. Obviously, I didn't put it at number one. I don't know if Lynn would actually put it at number one, but I, I, the fact that he shouted it out on the Tonight Show <laughs> made me extremely happy. See, but even if we didn't get Lynn Manuel on this episode, I wish we had a guest so that if we ever did get Lynn, we we could see what move he would make in the guest rankings. With that's true. Well, you know what? If we start pulling guests that have won Tony Awards. Maybe we can, we can do, we can do a brief moment of uh, retrospective. Like, hey, Lynn, just really quick. We, we, we understand oh. you're a big fan of uh, Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters from a planet yeah, near Mars. Yourself. Go ahead. Just, just five minutes to, to run this down for us. If you want to do it in the form of a rap, that's fine, too. If you'd like to turn it into an original song, you'd like to contribute to our podcast, that would be totally fine. We're happy to uh, share the royalties on that with you. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back. Speaking of turning things into a rap, we'll be back next week with Al's first rap parody. Well, second rap parody. Well, Twister, Twister. is a style parody. Oh, yeah. you're right. Oh, boy. We should save this for next week. I'm already screwing up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> listening to the Geekscape Network.